On this day, we mark the feast of our patron, St. Paul, the conversion of St. Paul. On the, church's, uh, on the church's calendar, our patronal feast falls on the 25th of January, this past week, but the prayer book allows for a patronal feast of a parish to be moved to a Sunday so that it can be celebrated in a more robust way. We are doing that here today in this combined service, and I'm so happy to see our church so full. What a way to mark this feast and this parish named for, named for St. Paul, uh, this parish that we love so much. After Jesus, Paul might just be the most well-known person in Scripture. Paul claims more, more books and writings in the New Testament than any other author. We would be hard-pressed to find someone who had as much of an influence on the spread of our faith as Paul did. So I thought it might be good this morning, if you'll indulge me, to mark this feast of our patron saint by going through a kind of uh, top five of Paul's most well-known words. Our first stop on this list of St. Paul's most well-known words comes from the second letter to the church in Corinth. Paul writes that we walk by faith and not by sight. I find this phrase an interesting one, for it was for, for it was in Paul's own conversion story that we just heard read that Paul actually lost his eyesight. In today's text from Acts, we hear Paul's call story. We learn that Paul was without sight for the first three days after God stopped him in his tracks and called him to preach and teach the good news of Christ. Paul learned in all of his trials, on days when things did not make sense, on days when he could not see any further than to take just one step forward, Paul knew to see with his spiritual eyes, to trust in God's grace and love to get him through. And we know that too. On the dark days and the dark nights of our souls, when it may be hard to see or feel God's presence, we know to see God with us and in us through the eyes of faith. The second well-known passage I want us to look at is in the first letter to the Thessalonians, fifth chapter. Paul writes, Give thanks in all circumstances, for it is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And this wasn't the only time that Paul encouraged us to give thanks. Paul admonishes the early church to give thanks, to live in a state of gratitude more than 35 times. Paul knew the power of gratitude. Paul lived a hard life and was even imprisoned at times for preaching the gospel, but he knew the power of offering thanks to break chains, literally break his own chains while he was imprisoned and set him free from his circumstances. 
And we at St. Paul's Church follow our patron's call to practicing this offering of thanks by gathering here week in and week out to offer thanks to God as a community for God's work in our midst on the good days and the bad days. And that gratitude changes us. It makes us able to do God's work in the world. Our next stop on our journey through St. Paul's writings, in the fifth chapter of Romans, Paul says that hope does not disappoint us because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. If Paul, had a firm cra- if Paul had a firm grasp on gratitude, he had an even firmer grasp on hope. Paul mentions the word hope over 50 times in his writings. Though it's not mentioned by word in, two, in today's gospel reading, the overall theme is indeed hope. Jesus is telling his disciples that accepting to follow him, accepting this way, is sometimes going to be tough. He says he is sending them out like sheep into the midst of wolves. I love how Jesus rarely minces words. He cuts straight to the chase and says that this work is sometimes going to be hard. You will be judged and perhaps even imprisoned. But when you worry about what to say, what to do, don't worry. Don't fear. Your hope is in God, who will give you the words to say, give you strength to carry on. Your hope is in God, and that hope cannot be taken away from you. Our fourth stop on our journey is found in Paul's letter to the church in Galatia. As many of you as were baptized in Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. There is no longer Jew or Greek. There is no longer slave or free. There is no longer male or female. For all of you are one in Christ Jesus. In this well-known passage... Paul is pointing to perhaps the best news in the good news of Jesus, that we are all one. In Christ, all divisions cease. Walls that divide us are torn down. We participate in this reality every week in this space when we come to this altar to receive from one bread and one cup. In that one bread, in that one cup, we are all made one in Christ Jesus. We don't always get it right. We do fail sometimes. And that is precisely why we return week after week to be fed and reminded again and again that in Christ we are all one. Finally, in this list of 
Paul's top five. His greatest must be, without a doubt, his treatment of love. In his first letter to the church in Corinth, he writes, Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love endures all things. At the end of the world, love is what will be left standing. In all our own trials, love is what will get us through. When we are confused and tired and don't know which way is up, love will point the way. In grief and loss and hardship, love is there to comfort and to bless. In the depths of the worst that life can give us, love whispers hope. Even in the grave, love gives us voice to make our song, Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. At the end of the age, love wins. Now, I know Paul can be sometimes controversial. Paul lived in a time and a place very different from our own, and some of what he wrote reflects that. And we are also lucky to be named for this saint who wrote and taught that seeing, who wrote and taught about seeing through the eyes of faith, offering thanks to God in all things, clinging to hope, seeing all as our equal, and loving above all else. A patronal feast can be a time for a parish to take stock of what has been in the last year and plan for what is to come. We'll do that in a few moments at the annual meeting. I encourage us to do this work today, to ground all that we do in this new year, all that we will do this year in faith, gratitude, hope, a vision for equality and love. Thanks be to God for the witness of St. Paul. And thanks be to God for all of you in this place.